It has been called the most exciting film of the year and the biggest film in a decade. The people who created it have won 15 Academy Awards. It has been in production for three years. It is the story of an ocean liner that capsizes, and it may be the greatest escape adventure of our time. Now, 20th Century Fox presents Irwin Allen's production of The Poseidon Adventure. Gene Hackman, Ernest Borgnine, Red Buttons, Carol Lindley, Roddy McDowell, Stella Stevens, and Shelley Winters in The Poseidon Adventure. The greatest escape adventure of our time. Who will survive? The Poseidon Adventure. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome back yet again. I hope you're coming back. If you're not coming back, welcome for the first time. Glad to, glad to have you. Come on in, take your shoes off. Um, uh, Jay Blake, my... my get, roll up and get the sleeping bag down. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you some uh, soda and uh, some some uh, maybe some popcorn or if you want some hot cocoa or... Um, some Mega Joke Cola. Mega Joke <laughs> Cola. Um, some Kit Kats maybe or some Twixes. And welcome to another uh, edition of... Saturday Night Movers Sleepovers. I'm Dion Baya. Um, I'm here with Jay Blake. As always, happy to be uh, sharing the sleepover experience <laughs> in a very hetero, uh, new, nerdy way. Yes, very heterosexual, <laughs> uh, friend, platonic way. Um, and uh, we're back again for uh, another e- episode. And this week we're going to be talking um, a uh, very interesting movie, to say the least. It is 1992's Mind Warp. Mind Warp. A.K.A. Brain Slasher. Brain Slasher. Yes, a classic. Uh, In my my book, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Starring uh, uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, Angus Scrimm, and um, introducing... Marta Alicia, uh, as she's billed in that movie, but apparently in other films she's billed as Marta Martin. Okay. And uh, I don't know if this was her first role, I guess. Maybe she... Who knows? Well, usually if it's introducing. Yeah, it's usually. <laughs> and, uh, but I always introduce you every episode. Now, we here. talked about this movie in sidecasts. Did we? We mentioned it briefly in our Bruce Campbell sidecast. Okay. Although I completely forgot about it when we then did our like our top five Bruce Campbell movies. Oh, because you would have put that in there? I definitely would have put this one in here. For no other reason other than, if for no other reason other than that he's in the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> He's <laughs> most is, of it. He's, he's in about 80% of it. <laughs> he's in most of it, yeah. which is a rarity uh, for Bruce Campbell straight-to-video movies. And I think we might have ta- – I might have mentioned it briefly when we talked about post-apocalyptic oh, sci-fi movies. Okay, that's good. Uh, if you guys out there don't know what the heck we're talking about, please go check out at podwits.com. Uh, Jay Blake and I do a uh, – thing there a podcast called the sidecast where we talk about different topics ranging from genre movies to uh, all kinds of movies we do music as well there we do comic books so it's it's really just a jack of all trades to- cast. We did toys we did toys we did conventions you know, we did conventions we did uh uh collecting um art art collecting for a comic Collect- book or, or 
uh, entertainment movie art. novelizations, movie novelizations, which is a classic, photo novels. Classic episode. Yeah, we did um, <laughs> the giallo genre, horror conventions. Anyway, we did action lots shows. and lots of great. Go stuff. check it out. Go to thepodwits.com. Uh, uh, it's the sidecast. Uh, next, we'll be showing you how to install um, Bilco doors in your backyard. <laughs> and uh, Jay Blake will be showing you how to stop that uh, pesky, leaky faucet on the second floor bathroom. Um, that's the, the do-it-yourself, the D-Y- <laughs> DIY edition, D-Y-I, D-I-Y edition. But um, this week we're talking about Mind Warp, and it's weird. Um, it's, an, it, it's an interesting uh, movie, to say the least. It's, it's interesting to see how many people are going to listen to this cast, uh, you know, because I didn't know the movie prior to you saying, let's do, you know, do the, the movie for the cast. Well, partially, you know, not even partially, a main, when we discussed doing uh, a sidecast like uh, a podcast like this one we wanted to talk about movies and we both kind of agreed that this idea of movies that we possibly would have watched at a sleepover when we were like in middle school or whatever a very like a kind of a our own genre or mm. subgenre of movies in a, in a lot of ways yeah um this is a movie, 1992, perfect this, year. This, well, yeah, this fits the bill perfectly. <laughs> this would have been it's, definitely something that was either on TV, like USA Up All Night, yeah, you yeah. would have caught, or uh, you go to the video store and it's like, you know, you're checking the action section or the sci-fi section, you're like, this looks freaking awesome, and your dad's like, I don't know. <laughs> so this was, that's why I kind of, I really felt this would be a good one for us, because it is like the epitome of like early 90s straight-to-video fair you know it's got uh bruce campbell who's like like at this point like not even army of darkness had come out yet i mean he hadn't made army of darkness yet so he's really going off the success of the first two evil dead films at this point and briscoe right maybe like yeah but i guess briscoe was around this time briscoe county jr um and yeah and he had like grim you know uh, well they, that's that that was great that really surprised me because i didn't i didn't i haven't seen him in anything else except the phantasms and um, for me for some reason I always associate him with, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, growing up, if you ever go to the grocery store and you're waiting for your, your mom or father to check out and you're sitting there near the front end and you look up on the wall and they have like the pictures of the manager at the back when it was prestigious <laughs> to be like the manager of that grocery store. I always think of like uh, uh, Angus Grimm to be uh, that one of those guys. He looks like one of the managers <laughs> like, hey, look, it's Bob Clark or somebody else who's like, you know, the, the, the president of that, that pathmark or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I never seen him in anything else. It was very interesting. I was like, ooh, look at him. You know, I'm going to see him in it. And it's such a weird movie. Now, uh, it's interesting. 1992, do well, you... The other thing that's worth mentioning is that like in 1992, this is... Fangoria magazine. Yes, so it is a Fangoria picture, right? It, it, they've decided that they're going to start trying to make movies. So I believe this is the first one they did. Um, so it's not like that big of a surprise that like Bruce Campbell and Angus Scribb would would end up in it. Um, so it's like Fangoria Pictures. Um, you know, it's their first stab at trying to trying to go with a straight to video film market. Um, do you so think now? Do you think that was the intention? That was my my question was going to be. Back then, when Campbell got the script or uh, Angus got the script, do you think that the, do you think that they thought? Is there an example you can think of, of of an actor or a project that was done that was considered to be, I guess you can say maybe Jaws, where it's like you didn't think it was going to be that big, but then it just you know it does gangbusters and it gets a theatrical release or. 
maybe Night of Living Dead or something like that. But is well, there? Yeah, I mean, of the, of, you're talking about like of that era or just ever. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I mean, guess I would the, say most. I would say most of the really popular, especially horror movies that we think of today, the big franchises. Yeah. No one thought Halloween was going to make that kind of money. Nobody thought Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, did was they think? As big as it was did they have? Be. Did they going into it? Did they like? I guess my point is, going into this project, would they have thought this was never going to see the light of day, and they intended it to get a straight to video release, or did they think they had high hopes and their lofty expectations was, oh, maybe it will be so good in post that it could get a theatrical release and get screened at certain festivals and get some buzz? Yeah, I don't know because we're talking about. I don't know. We're talking about 90, 1992, which is kind of going into the late 80s into the early 90s. The straight-to-video market was huge. Huge, yeah. So, I mean, had this movie been made like 10 years earlier, I would expect that they were probably shooting, you know, with the goal of a theatr- some kind of theatrical release. And this is prior to the, to the uh, phenomenon that I sort of saw start happening in 2000, 2001, where you'd have... Major major celebrities doing straight to videos, yeah. which is now I guess commonplace. You know, you can have, you know, there's, uh, you can probably name everybody now, uh, who's done a movie that they didn't know was going to go to straight to video, or maybe they knew they were just getting a payday, and that really didn't seem to happen back then. You'd have, you know, you'd have a lot of people like Bruce Campbell, Lance Henriksen. You'd have a lot of these guys, uh, the dude, the Australian dude who's in Commando and uh, <laughs> uh, Road Warrior. You know, like these, you'd see these people, these players. And you'd expect them to be in these kind of movies, but you wouldn't necessarily have, you know, like a Seagal or a Van Damme. They would usually get a, sh- a, 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 a theatrical release. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I mean, like, I think we're a little bit too young. At least I feel like I'm too young, so I think you're too young. I'm in my 80s. <laughs> too, like, yeah, okay, like, I saw Van Damme's double impact in the movie theater. What year is that? I don't know. Very awkward viewing experiences my mom took me. <laughs> is that the, is that night is that double impact the nineties one? Is that it's the one? A, it's where, in the nineties, yeah. Is that the one where he's at the twin? It's like his first twin movie. He's got a couple. I saw Cyborg in the movie theater. Well that was gonna be my question. Like how many of those Van Damme they, they did all of them go to the movie theater? Yeah, you had um uh Bloodsport was the theater. Um what's the what's which one is Bloodsport? Is that the one where he's fighting with um uh, what's his fate when he's going Bolo. in? Bolo. Bolo, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. that's uh, with Forrest Whitaker's in that. So then, yeah, yeah. what's the one where his uh, where he goes out and, and he trains and he comes back and they put the glass on the kickboxer? Kickboxer that got uh, I think a little theatrical release. And then, th- what's the prison one? That really weird one. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. I don't know. Recently. I can never remember the name of it. Has uh, but I, I think those were getting those were the steps up. And then Cyborg certainly got a theatrical release because I saw it. And then I think he got on top. And then every movie up in Universal Soldier, Time Cop. What about all those like. That run of like Chuck Norris movies, did those all get theatrical release? Chuck's movies got theatrical releases. I'd say up until maybe the late '80s, he did a couple. You know, all the Mission in, uh, Missing in Action movies were huge. Invasion USA was really huge in like '85, I think yeah, that is. Yeah. And then uh, Sidekicks, which is like what early <laughs> '90s, that got a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, so I, I, my question, I, mean, I guess my, the. My thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's something. I'm if trying you ever, to think of what. If you ever interview Campbell again, you'll have to ask him. Like, not, not pose like, what the hell were you thinking? But <laughs> more like, you know, do you, th- do you look at these kind of projects like it's a paycheck, or do you think this could maybe go someplace? Uh, um, I, you know, I think Campbell's attitude, for the most part, is, um, because for people who don't know, you've interviewed him before. 
Yeah, we had a, a really good uh, discussion. Um, not so much about his acting career, so I can't answer that directly from experience of talking to him about it. But I, th- I would imagine just like through through the discussion that I had with him and then reading about him and, you know, what I do know about him, I think he's like, I want to say he's not, it's not that he's like not picky, but I think he, he's like under the, he has the understanding like, like an actor needs to act. And some people, you know, are a little bit snobbish about the kinds of roles they would take. and But like, if you can pay your bills as an actor, you know, and that's what you want to do with your, you know, your life. I mean, there's a difference between being like, you know, box office, you know, superstar and being a guy like Bruce Campbell, who's had a solid, he's been able to make a living as an actor since like 1980. You know, there's not too many people that can say that. Mm. Um, You know, there's all, there's the the character actor, you know, like, like Ernie. (laughs) I I didn't want to mention, but yeah, exactly. You know, who, Ernest Borgnine, you know, who these guys make, a living in, in kind of, you know, as not leading men, uh, although, you know, Marty and stuff, I mean, they all, ha- you know, often have a leading role in something that's usually pretty great because most of these guys are really great actors, but they play, like, smaller parts. Now, Campbell's been a guy that's been able to kind of straddle the line, you know. Yeah. He's been the leading man. Um, but he also, like, you know, he'll show up for, like, five minutes just so that you can put his name on a box. Yeah, the end of Dark Man. <laughs> Uh, but it's an interesting picture. Mind Warp, I knew nothing about it. Um, I didn't really, once you, you, you brought it up to watch, I didn't really want to go look about it, really. Yeah, yeah. Just want to experience it Yeah, experience it fresh. It fresh. And the, the, the one we watched, here's, first of all, for people who are interested in seeing it, <laughs> this is this is the big this is the big thing. This this is. I mean, after we say, be, this should we have waited to the end because people are going to turn it off after this? Is it available? Is it on YouTube or is it? I don't know if it's on YouTube. That's worth looking into. Is it available on DVD? It's the only DVD it's available on right now is a really crappy transfer from a, like a some kind of European source. And that's what we watched. That's what we watched. Okay. Um, now that one is on what Brain Slasher. Is yeah, it's the called main title. Brain Slasher. Yeah, and it actually has more gore than Mind Warp. Oh, other than that, Mind Warp is I think the only way you can find it is like VHS, which is like also kind of perfect sleepover movie. Yeah, that's because that's what this is. This <laughs> cast was designed for. Now you know the DVD that I had. Uh, that I got you a copy of um, so that we could do this cast. I couldn't get it to work in my, in my, in like my living room player. I got it to work in the bedroom, but my TV in the bedroom is like a shitty, like CRT. I've had it since college. But isn't that perfect? <laughs> it was kind of perfect, but it was so dark. Like a tube television? It was like, I watched, I was getting. But you'd seen it before, right? I or had no? seen it. Okay. I've, I've seen it a couple times. But I was getting. I was like halfway through the movie and it was like they're underground. We'll go into the plot in a second, but it's like it's really dark and kind of yeah. You know, I, I it it really really screams and begs for a, a, a proper re-release, just a remaster. So I actually went into the other room, dusted off the VHS, <laughs> and, and I actually watched the last half of the movie on VHS. Was there a um, a quality improvement? I mean, just for yeah, it was significantly better. Wow. Oddly enough. 
Yeah. It was more like the contrast. It was just like the one we... You know, you should do that. And you should rip the sucker, the VHS onto DVD for us and we'll have a... <laughs> <laughs> A better because this one looked like a VHS source. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, it was it was uh, the framing was uh, four three four three four. What do you call that? Yeah, yeah. it was uh, TV. It was TV. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like we're getting it. We're losing an aspect no, no, ratio. No, no, it's definitely like it was definitely. I think it must have been from like an, like the whatever that country's VHS. Yeah, when it was. came out in circa ninety two <laughs> or ninety three, uh, I was going into the movie thinking it was going to be cheesy. A lot of these movies, you don't, you know, you think okay, mm-hmm. you know. No, but and I mean, it is to it, a yeah, it is. Extent. It is cheesy. It's, I mean, you could say what you want about it. I know people. If you sit down and you watch it, people will rail against it. But there's a lot of cool stuff going on in it, and I, I hate to. Every time we do these casts, end up being a proponent for these movies. But they, you know, it's like maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But there's a lot of cool stuff in here where you think at first through the movie it was going to be just rip off of this movie, this story, well, this. Yeah. But then it it has enough twists and. They all, they, you know, it, it, it's almost like you're doing this, you know, they always say the, the adage is that, you know, everything's been done. It's just how you do it. And th- th- this is a perfect example here. This is, yeah. I mean, this is a sci-fi movie that takes a lot from the genre. I mean, it's, we're talking about 92. So there is a very big, like, total recall total re- element to it. Total I mean, recall. it's kind of like, you know, nowadays, and I know you did a podcast with the Podwits about like asylum yeah. movies and stuff. There is this whole, now there's like this whole, it, what has taken over as kind of the uh, straight to video market is this whole idea of like the mockbuster, yeah. which, which has always been done. And we've talked about how Italy has been doing it forever. You know, we don't need to talk about it too much, but this is very much in that vein. I mean, you know, it, it was clear that like, but it's not like asylum will do, so almost not homages but ripoffs instead of Transformers Asylum Asylum will put out Transmorphers yeah, yeah. you know or it's, instead of the day the earth stood still you'd have the day the earth stopped but this <laughs> one is more like taking aspects of um, you know like you said Total Recall or The Matrix which, which hadn't even come out yet <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. has as- aspects of The Matrix or uh, Blade Runner which is Philip K. Dick's We Can Remember It For You Wholesale yeah, yeah, and you know, and then a, a slew of other sci-fi movies from years past because I feel like they're still. Yeah, it was like somebody sat down and was like, "Let's do a sci-fi movie," and then like took here's their, our twist. their favorite thing from every subgenre, yeah, other than like space exploration and and I, maybe even time travel, but like most subgenres of sci-fi they could pick and took like their favorite elements and like packed it all into one neat package. Um. Let's let's. I'll, I'll give you everyone the plot of the movie. Uh, if you refer to IMDb, this is what it says in IMDb, with which might as well be the back of the box. I like guess the video. If, yeah, I, when you read it, I'll tell you if it is what's on the back of the box. Um, I was looking at the at the actual VHS tape. Look at you have the box, <laughs> the, the and we'll day. use. We'll I should have brought it. We'll I use brought it in <laughs> just, to, just to examine to have a piece of it. We'll use Jay Blake's VHS cover as the cover for the poster this week. Uh, it is here's the synopsis: is a young woman in a post-apocalyptic world rebels against the status quo in which everyone lives their lives out in a virtual reality fantasy world of their own choosing with consequences she couldn't have imagined. And that is the, uh, the, the IMDb um, synopsis for it. And IMDb rates it 5.2 out of 10 stars, uh, which is actually yeah. considerably good for IMDb because a movie like this, I think, would fare at least a four, if not lower. Yeah, this was a movie, you know, when, when we talked about, when we did our Bruce Campbell cast for uh, Podwits, you know, we talked about how, like, in college, 
I kind of, it w- I wouldn't say it was an obsession, but I got really into Bruce Campbell and Bruce Campbell movies and stuff and Evil Dead. And so this was a movie that I discovered at that time. How did you find it? You mean you just live like a video store or would you go to like a convention? I you were? think I must have rented it. So, yeah, I, I, I guess at that I time it was still available, you know. I don't think I had bought it. I don't think I bought it the first time I watched it. I think I bought it later. And my VHS is probably like a video store was going out of business. Probably, <laughs> you know, selling off their inventory. So I probably bought that copy of it. Um, I, I'm more impressed that you don't that that you don't have not only do you not have a uh, it's not a uh, a taped one you have an actual bought copy of yeah, this film. Yeah, I have. You know what I mean? It's not like you, you, you <laughs> taped it off a of TV like HBO or something that you actually have a bought version of this movie. So it's like, you know, who can get that now? Did you check on eBay to see like how much this is going for? I don't know because it is like it is kind of rare. It would be interesting to see. I mean, I can't imagine it's going for that much, but it's 50-50. It'll be really really yeah. expensive or just, you know, really cheap, $5 free shipping. Um, but basically in a nutshell, uh, the movie starts there's this uh, girl young woman who lives with her mother in this uh like enclosed isolated like a little like a like a little room yeah a very polished clean white very room. like very futuristic you know, like, like the the quarters of so like an ensign on next generation yeah <laughs> enterprise with less shit in there <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing in there all there, all there is is there's just like a, there's there's kind of a window with a false kind of like yeah. shrubbery which looks fake but I think it's not supposed to be real even in their yeah, world yeah. you know because basically the idea is that there's the there's a community of people that live in like this biodome or something like this uh enclosed area and they never leave because uh there's because, been some sort of nuclear... Yeah, so the world is destroyed. The ozone is gone. This is a post-apocalyptic you know. world. They're living underground. Very, I guess, almost THX kind of a thing yeah. where they're underground. So they can't, like... Sur- you know, the idea is that they can't survive outside, so they live here. And to pass the time, they basically live plugged into a computer with, like, a virtual reality uh, thing going on. And they only disconnect so that they can use the can... Or and drink green sludge. Yeah, they they eat this food, which is just like shit out of this like uh, this machine on the wall, which looks very much like like a snow cone cups, and then it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, green, <laughs> yeah, it's like that green whatever you eat like on the moon or, or up yeah, in space, yeah. and then it's uh, yeah, and but it's not virtual reality in the sense we would think. Uh, I was thinking like it was going to be like Lawnmower Man stuff, but no, it's just no, it's just it's their more fantasies. Like total recall yeah, it's like, like them living out. They can do like her mother. Uh, she shares the place with her mom, and her mom's like dreaming of being like an opera star on yeah, stage. Yeah. So like she you couldn't kind of do anything. Yeah, and she want. alludes to that later on. She says, "I shook hands with the, the, the our lead actress." She said, "I shook hands with gods." I've, she rode dinosaurs. Yeah, she's tried to build planets. Whatever you and can the think idea of. And like dream. in any good like in a Star Wars esque, you know, like part like a you know device a, a character. She's longing for more. Yeah, you know, like she sick of plugging in. She's gotten bored. She. She unplugs, she gets up. You're, you're only supposed to, like her mom alludes to, you're only supposed to unplug to, or like you even said, to, yeah, to go yeah. to the bathroom and to eat. But yeah, she's yeah. actually doing exercises, you know, uh, on her own. And then as opposed to her mom who gets up, who's completely almost forgetful of what's going on consciously, you know, uh, she, I think she calls her by the wrong name and she's like, Mom, my name's Judy. Not, yeah, yeah, like the mom's she, spaced out. You know, her mom looks highly almost like um, medicated. And then her mom goes back, plugs right back in. And it's, it's interesting and it's, it's quite disturbing for me just as a 
just I don't know aesthetically that they have these little like uh, uh, miniature hookups on the base of their skull, yeah, yeah, in the back very, of their necks, very uh, matrix in that and that, and, and it just freaks Except me out. Except for it's like the connection is like the port that your monitor connects yeah, it's like to a VGA. <laughs> it's a VGA plug that they're plugging into, and it's very and then like you know they have a close up of when they plug in, so they. They they get into this chair which is almost like a like a futuristic like dentist chair where they can lounge yeah, yeah. and they plug they put their card in so that the computer yeah, they knows have like an identification card yeah they they put that in and then so the computer knows who it's going to be and they plug in and then they're off to the races and then uh, you know mom comes out she's like mom you know don't you I want to talk to you and mom's like I'm going to go back and you know why aren't you doing stuff why aren't you doing it too why aren't you we should sleeping? say like with all uh, Saturday uh, night movie sleepovers. That we are going to spoil the fuck out of this. Yeah, movie. we're going to spoil the <laughs> shit out of it. So uh, hopefully you guys are know that already. They're still <laughs> along for the ride. If not, if you can go find this movie, and if you, you even care to go find this movie, then go find it. Watch. I mean, it, I'm also back. not sure how like how much spoiling some of these things is really gonna. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's the, 20, 22, the, the, 23 years old. This movie by this point. Uh, so she, uh, you know, and then so mom goes back in, and then it's interesting. There's a point where mom is in there, and then they start the uh, the the body exercise mode. So you see your mom, or just her mom starts, you know, her different muscles on her body start exercising on their own. So the computer's doing it. So you assume that's what they're doing. All you know, it's almost like um, what's the Disney movie with the uh, with the robot, you know, uh, oh, you know the, the the animated one that came out a couple years ago. Oh yeah, you know, and then they're up, in, and everyone's up in space on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Qbert or uh, Kpax or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh crap! That, it was actually really good too. Mac. Uh, no, I, I know the one you're talking. Yeah, about. but it's like that concept where everyone's up in space, you know, and they're sitting in these computers, and everyone's fat and obese. Except yeah, yeah. in this world, they're not because, because they're all they drink sludge. Is green sludge. <laughs> um, so she longs to. She longs to get out. She longs to have, like, human contact, have real adventures, reality, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short, so things happen. She gets in some trouble with the system's operator um, because she's like, I want out of here. And then... Well, the thing says, to it's almost like a caution. You sure you want to go out? Yeah, yeah. You sure you want to go up there? And he's like, yeah, I do. And then, you know, he's like, okay, suit yourself. And then... Uh, and that's, you know, she's like, she wakes up and she's in, like, this desert wasteland. Yeah, well, well, she goes in to try to, to try to. What she first does is she she tries to go. She's like, I'll make I'll wake my mom up, and she's able to jump into her mom's dream, which is very interesting. And she 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 ends up messing around with her mom's dream. Her mom falls in the dream and, and falls off on the ground off stage. And then when she talks to the server, and the server's like, "You've been a very you're not supposed to do that kind of thing." And then we have that conversation. She's like, "Suit yourself." When she wakes up, her mom's dead in the chair next to her, so she kills her mom, and she's not really bothered about killing her mom. <laughs> well, she's a little like, I wasn't, I didn't mean to kill her. I didn't know we were going to do that, and um, and then like we have like the 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 THX slash uh, like SWAT team squad come grab her, and you know they, they they stick a needle in her. Next thing she knows, she wakes up and she's she's on the uh, she's on the surface of the planet. She's like, where yeah, where yeah. is everybody? She's in the uh, what's it called in the? Uh, yeah, we need to start referring to our <laughs> notes now. In the uh, death zone. Yeah. And um, her name is Judy Apple in, in the movie. And then she she's looking around. She she runs into a she's loner. Also fatherless. Like her father disappeared, which kind of is important to the plot. Yeah. And, and we're like, you know, what's happened? Like the mother, she's like, I, I plugged in. And when I unplugged, he was gone. And nobody knows really what happened to him. And she has his card, his identification the, card. The daughter still keeps yeah, it. Yeah, as like a souvenir. And um, she comes out in this wasteland. She's looking around. 
she's not knowing what's going on and, and she sees um these these people in the distance yeah yeah and they're oh no first she comes across all these these <laughs> these uh it's like crucified skeletons crucified skeletons and it, it kind of looks like a desert wasteland where she is yeah and of course she falls into some quicksand yeah and she starts she starts screaming and yelling and we see this there's this um masked uh, man who's living like in the post-apocalyptic world hears her screaming you know living off of things that he catches in like animal traps and you know very uh frontier yeah, existence he's, he's doing his thing <laughs> and his goggles on we don't know who he is and then he hears her screaming first he hears her calls like anybody there and he starts trying to figure out what's going on she falls in a quicksand she starts screaming and then the and then these post-apocalyptic um creatures find her which is kind of like here's the mad max aspect for a moment where they've got a it's funny they have a tractor which has been like all modified and the tractor's not going to get them there that far <laughs> so it's very slow but they they all look like um you know very uh mutant kind of yeah, things yeah. and they they're, they're called crawlers yeah, yeah and they uh they go to try to get her and then um our man intervenes kills both of them saves her and then he takes his his mask off and hey it's bruce campbell it's what are you doing young, here dashing bruce campbell yeah very handsome bruce campbell and he's like hey you know how are you five o'clock shadow yeah always <laughs> always the five o'clock shadow and he, and he, he he's like you know you can't be you can't be out during the, the day sun, yeah because yeah, you don't have any protected clothing let's go back to my place he brings her back to his little uh shit box place like his shanty town house and he washes her off and he's trying to explain the lay Feeds of the land possum yeah and, he, and he's he's talking he says you know you're an in-worlder and and you know you're 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 you were hooked up to the system and so he know so the, well he's well aware of the other world these people are living in and he's like why yeah, the heck? yeah that's one of the things i find interesting it's like basically this is like a cast because he said he thinks he was the last man on Earth, he even admits. He's like, I thought I was the last one alive because his parents were there. Yeah, yeah. He knows that the crawlers exist. Yeah. And he is a uh, outworlder. He's an outworlder. She's a dreamer. Yeah, and she's an inworlder. He's an outworlder. <laughs> his name's Stover. Yeah, yeah. So there's a very... At the, at the, at the, at the, like the center of this movie is like a class struggle. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you know, going there, on in this there's, movie. Like, there's a lot of we get on later on. There's definitely three separate classes and the dreamers are like the you know like the the rich people, you know, like you know even she feels like in, when she ends up which we'll get to probably, you know, we'll get to where she and they all end up underground in the crawlers world. Yeah. Which they're essentially chud. I mean, they're it's uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. But, well, you know, you know the, they're the, mutants. They're cannibals. The other thing we didn't mention is that the name of the thing is called the Infinisynth. Oh, it's Infinisynth, yeah, it, which Infinisynth. is the computer system that's like the where, where she kind of they live yeah. within their dreams. So they live in Infinisynth, <laughs> and it has its own little um, logo that she sees later on, and then she, you know, everyone knows what Infinisynth is as well. But so Campbell's there with her, and and, and Campbell. Um, Campbell's like, hey, you know, he's washing her off and everything like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's the, uh, he's talking about who, who are the people on, uh, you know, on the cross. He's like, oh, those are my, you know, those are people I've buried. You can't bury them in the ground because the crawlers live underground and they'll yeah. steal them and they'll eat them because they're cannibals. Yeah, yeah. So he, it wasn't like punishment. It was to kind of preservation. Yeah, which is, I guess, cultures have done that in the past. There's there's a lot of uh, Native American cultures that would bury people in the air or like in, you know, just so that predators wouldn't get at them. And this is an example of that. And then he ends up betting her like 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 everyone does. <laughs> and it's, now, do there's how much time do you think's passed? Well, I think only like an afternoon. You, you know, really think it's like, it's not even like... It's like I a night. I remember when I was watching it, I felt like there was a little bit of time 
No, not like a year or anything. Oh, I thought. Oh, you think that they've been living together for a little while? Yeah, because oh, he's, he's showing her like the ropes. Yeah, I feel like there's. Oh, suppo- you're right. There is. You're right because there's a montage of him like showing her like, like here's how you could tell where the quicksand isn't is, and here and yeah, here's yeah. where you could tell where it is. So you have to watch out where you walk. So yeah, I guess you're right. There is like. I mean, it's not like a, a completely well done like passage of time montage yeah. happening, but I feel like if they're supposed to be like at least a couple of days, probably more like a week or two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're like, right. He's trying to show her how to survive in this world that she's never been in. And it's funny, like you know, so she's not. He's not so much of a scoundrel. <laughs> well, they start they start talking about the system, which is the computer, the Infinisent, and he's like, you know, asking her about it and she's like you know there's no religion in the machine you can do whatever you want and then you know bruce bruce like puts his arm around her and bruce's come online is but what have you really experienced wink wink and she's like well and then and then of course you have the scene of them doing it and we have a little quick very tasteful yeah tasteful montage of like some naked bodies you know i don't think you see anything just like caressing on her back or like her side and then they're done and they're laying together and she's like wow and he's like you really never done that before and she's like no that was my first time he's like score (laughs) He hadn't been with anybody since his wife died. Yeah. He was the person on the cross. Yeah, because Bruce is still wearing a wedding ring. And, and, and his, his parents are on the cross, his mom and dad, his wife. And did they all, from crawlers, did they all die? Or did did, did say how, how, his, how his family died? I don't remember them saying how they died. He just kind of indicates that he was like the last of his tribe, his family, kind of. And then, like, you know... Instantly, all hell breaks. There, <laughs> yeah. there, there's a sound outside. Campbell's alert. She's like, "What's going? What are you? What's wrong?" And then they instantly get attacked by crawlers. Yeah, which is interesting because I wonder if his place has been, you know, he, obviously his, he's had his place hidden. It's like Newton aliens. It's like you know, his place is some place where he's been able to live there for probably an extended period of time. And I wonder why the crawlers have not yet tried to attack him, which. Leads me to believe that they didn't know where he was until now, so they've either stumbled across him or... Well, I think it, it has to do... With the girl? It has to do with... The sex in the air? The, the fact that... They, <laughs> they the can smell, smell it? The smell of sex. Yeah, they're like, they're like something's going down. No, and I think, it, I, think it's like, it's, I think it's a reasonable assumption that those two guys never came back. Oh, yeah, so they start looking. Campbell kills two of them. Yeah, and then it's... Well, yeah, I guess they are kind of looking for him. So they grab... They go in... Uh, they, they wreck his place, they grab all of them, and they bring them, and this is a real scary sequence, they bring them underground. It, that, for me, again, making references to other sci-fi movies or sci-fi properties, it's like the time machine. H.G. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wells is where it's like these people that are living underground where, in the time machine, you have this beautiful future utopia, but underground, it's like these people are uh, enabling them to have this utopia so they can eat them. And this is these underground, like, not mole people, but these scavengers who are, uh, like you said, they're cannibals. They're they're like the Reavers in um, uh, the other movies. The, the yeah, like Firefly. And Firefly. Serenity yeah, and it's like it's 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 all those ideas into one. They're not they're they're not like Mad Max Road Warrior people who are trying to survive. They're mutated mutants, chuddish people who are just well, very they're underground. stupid. They're they're <laughs> yeah, they, you're right. They're they're cannibalistic <laughs> humanoid underground dwellers, and they're but they're yeah. So they're they're like the chud. They they can they can barely communicate if anything they look horrible which i guess is either to do with the effects of being uh on the the surface yeah or just or just mutations from radiations or whatever yeah definitely uh they can't breed we've kind of found we find out out that they can't breed and so basically they they pull them underground they put campbell to work because it's basically a mining community yeah and they're mining and they're mining junk. They're mining trash. They're, well, they're mining whatever is... They're trying they to li- find what's been left of our... They're of their living, like, in an old landfill. Yeah. So they're, they're basically mining, like, the artifacts of, of, you know, 
the of past generation, the human civilization, it's, which they don't know clearly. Yeah, it's like a baby rattle, or you know, or like a. a you, one point, they they uh, Campbell ends up finding like a food processor, or they find a steering wheel, but they don't know what they are. They're just looking at it and like, is this useful? And then they they put it in a thing, and they they're taking it away for someone to go look at later yeah, on. Yeah, see, is it useful or is it just trash? Yeah, and then they take the girl, they take Judy, and they take her to a place where basically we find out that she's basically going to be used for breeding. Yeah, they need they no nobody's fertile anymore. She's fertile because she's young and you meet and she's you, you meet know. uh Cornelia and you meet Claude. Cornelia is kind of good looking for like an early 90s kind of way. She looks familiar yeah. like she looks like a scream queen. Like yeah. she looks like, you know, she's had some work done at that point. She looks like she could have been I don't know this for sure and you know, we should probably have looked it up, but she looks like she could have been like one of Khan's Oh, one of doesn't bitches. she look yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the guy, <laughs> like Khan's son? Doesn't she look like him? Like they're, oh, she yeah, looks she like does. she could have been like in like she's like blonde. Khan and yeah, she's like, yeah, she has that that look. But at this point, she's she's had some work done, and I would say she's probably in her mid forties, late forties in this movie. Yeah, probably. Um, and at first, you think you know it's going to go one way; they're going to be there to help her, really nice, and they string her up, and they're saying, "No, you're going to be there for uh, for for." Uh, breeding purposes until they find the uh, implant or the 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 input on the back of her neck, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're actually from the in world. You're from Uni- Unisync." And he, she's like, "Yeah, you have to free me." Yeah, you know? she becomes like very entitled of like this. That's what I was saying earlier. Like she becomes very like. I'm, you know, like, I'm of a higher class. Like, you can't treat me this well, way. Well, sure. I think she thinks that that's going to have some pull. She's yeah. like, you know, if, you, if, if it, she, she goes two ways with it. She's like, let me go because you have to because, like you say, I'm from a higher class. Or she's like, or you can let me go and I'll take you with me. Yeah, and then true, I'll, true. I'll, I'll, you know, so she's, she's throwing a, every card out she yeah. has. I'll bring you back with me. She and you doesn't want to sp- get raped by a big fucking mutant. No. no. <laughs> and, and really, at the end of the day, who really does? You know? And it's funny because she's also... Um, She's having these these this issue of oh, suddenly it's it's like uh, freaking um, uh, Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life where she's like I don't want to do this anymore bring me black, back Clarence bring me back you know where <laughs> she's in, in Clarence like George Bailey you know you can't do that and she, she, now she she's like oh the machine was better off me being in the machine instead of this yeah. reality and they bring her to the um, to to uh, to the to the dude and it's interesting as well that I I found this also. Uh, when she, they bring her to the man, and the uh, the man is the the guy who's who's like looking at all the junk. Yeah, and he's, he's sorting basically it. like their king, kind of. But he also there's also a very like religious leader. Well, this is another aspect, aspect which is really weird. Um, I found the, the culture down there is very vicious. I mean, you see like they're 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 killing each other. She at one point uh, the 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 Cornelia, the Cornelia character she she disciplines one of the guys by cutting his ear off. And that's it. And the guy runs away. And it's like, you know, and I have to say the, the two standout things for me, as cheesy as it is, I thought the, the makeup effects, like the, the masks of these people look amazing. Well, it's They're, K&B did the, the yeah. effects for it. So, I mean, they weren't, you know, at their, like, their peak yet. But, I mean, Greg Nicotero, you know, Kenny Berger. I mean, these guys were talented guys. So this is probably, I would imagine, a pretty early project for Yeah, but it's for them still good. Company. And then even the gore. Well, there's a lot of which is now tame for modern day audiences, but there's a lot of like, you know, slash to the throat and blood everywhere or, you know, like, you know, guts flying out all over people's faces. And and that's quite impressive for the low budgetry of it. Um, So 
when 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 she bring when they bring her to the leader to talk to the leader of this group, it I got very much of like the Sly Stallone version of Judge Dredd. Remember when they go out, yeah, yeah. and they meet the like the 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 Hick family. Out yeah. in the, I, I had a little like you know shades of that. I mean, of course, prior because this is ninety two. <coughs> do you remember who plays the head of that family? Uh, no, I do not. It's the guy that plays uh, Herschel. Oh yeah, that is him. <laughs> Who's yeah, in that I'm other movie, the... Behind the Mask? He's in that movie as well, and he's also in another movie, the. Um, Oh, there's a great uh, the the New Centurions, a cop movie from the early '70s with George C. Scott. He's in as well. That's interesting. Yeah, I've uh, been around a long time. Um, but we digress. Yeah, well, yeah, we always digress. <laughs> That's that, that should be the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> what we digress uh, that the, of the series. So she brings into this, and this guy speaks English, and this guy also he can communicate. And he's yeah. no, this is junk. This isn't like. And he wears like a hood, like this really scary hood. Yeah. Where you can, his eyes are, you can see his eyes and his mouth is kind of revealed. And then in the hood, like sewn into the hood are like eyeballs. Just like, but not like just like dangling off, but like set nice <laughs> into the fabric. You see like these eyes kind of like looking out. So it almost looks like he has multiple eyes, but it's really just this creepy hood. Very like uh, Scarecrow kind of-esque. You know, yeah. Very, uh... uh. It, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very, very disturbing. And, and then he takes the, the mask off, and there, lo and behold, it's, it's uh, Angus Scrim. Angus Scrim with like a beautiful comb over. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's he's looking he's looking pretty sweet. But for since we are doing spoiler alert, alerts, <coughs> at the beginning of the movie, the person she was talking to, I immediately picked up, even though his voice is all synthetic, and they try to make it computerized. That's Angus as well. No, oh, so you knew that. Oh yeah, I could tell. <coughs> I could tell. Uh, like, oh okay, that's you know. So I was, I was like, well, where's this going? And I didn't know. And we also see that the picture of the person, her father, on the, on the identification card in the beginning is saying a script. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't think, I didn't make see, that connection. I, <laughs> see, I didn't pick up on the, the <laughs> I mean, I've seen it a few times, so I do, but I remember, I, you know, I didn't, wouldn't have picked up on the, the fact that the... Well, he's got a very unique voice, that and the, like, you're looking for that a boy. the system operator would have been Angus Scrim. But yeah, the picture on the identification card is Angus Scrim. And she takes the, she takes the mask off, but, the, but at first, she doesn't initially make the connection, does she? She's not like daddy as soon as she takes the mask, the, the thing off. Yeah, I don't remember there's a, when there's he a, there's takes a the mask off. There's a period of time, he takes the mask off, he starts talking to her about stuff. And... Um, what they do is they end up. Uh, why do they they sacrifice Claude, the younger girl that's with Claude? Yeah, Dett. like a mute girl. Yeah, for some reason she did something bad, or she, you know. And this is really, she really. She was going to help Judy escape, and they catch her. And they catch her, and it's this is a really interesting aspect. They have this whole machine set up, right? Which which at the top is an altar. You go up on top of it, and then to the right, and it's very like industrialized. It's very yeah. like put together with all the different parts you know so it's like it almost looks like like a slaughterhouse kind of thing they put her down like a a, a slide yeah into the, they turn it on and it's just like a meat grinder and yeah, it's a slicer grinder. meat grinder <laughs> and they, they slice her and they go in she goes in and then it just literally turns you into mush and liquid yeah, yeah. and then it Atta comes attached to the machine is uh, is like the fountain is like a water fountain yeah well, like, like a school water fountain and then the other end <laughs> so is blood a comes so blood comes out the spigot once you go in and then all the blood kind of rushes in through a through a pipe into a 
into a like a bathing tub. tub yeah a porcelain tub and then what they do is they have these skulls that are upside down they use as like chalices yeah so they all and scoop it up it's an interesting concept so he, here comes the religious connotations of it where that where he starts saying like uh this is a really good thing what we're doing we're, we're choosing her to pass on yeah and their whole ideal is since they live in such a shitty world uh he, he later justifies this to him to her daughter he's like i found these people they had no structure and i've made i've given them religion in a sense where he's giving yeah, yeah. them where he's saying since we live in this such this, this shitty world we're going to eventually hope to go on like this girl is yeah, yeah. and we're giving her the release of becoming a dreamer and we all hopefully will go on to to to, to be reincarnated into dreamers and then once they destroy her and they send her off on her mythical journey which they all end up wanting to do they take the blood that's left that this machine just really just you know that's the le- what's juicer. left of your body you, yeah yeah it's a juicer <laughs> it's a huge juicer they drink the blood because this is the last thing on earth that she's leaving this is the gift yeah, that yeah. she's leaving on like earth she's you know like she's turning into the body and the blood like yeah, you know yeah. so it's, it's very much the but religious there's, also, there's an aspect of very early on in the ceremony which doesn't make any sense given like the explanation that you just gave which is like which is the explanation you know like i'm not saying you're off Mm. but the very first thing he does is he takes out their eye he just rips their eye out (laughs) yeah he does he takes one of their eyes and he and he keeps it and does he he doesn't eat it maybe he's adding it to his mask you never see what happens to it i guess you assume that it goes into the mask yeah so that's that's step one of the rituals he he rips her eye because later on he tries to unsuccessfully he tries to take out somebody's eye you know, in the fin- in the climax, yeah, so it wasn't like he just took that girl's eye out. Like clearly, that is that's part, part of the, the ritual. Yeah, the first thing they do, and then after it's done, you know, they they say, you know, they drink the blood in hopes that they too, all of them at the mass, quote unquote mass, will be also reborn into the dream, which is interesting. And then we find out, and after then they this, go back to work. <laughs> yeah, then they then they go back <laughs> to like, work. All right, you know, and 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 it's it's a shame that we uh, we watch such a shitty copy of it because. It looks like there's a lot of detailed aspects of where they're in because you know half the movie, like we said earlier, we alluded to, it's in the dark. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to it's see. Underground. So. So if we were to have like a uh, a nice Blu-ray, you know, like remaster of this bad boy, I bet you there's a lot of detail there of them, well, like they, you know, digging in the mines. Scream Factory or somebody on. A yeah, a yeah. Nice you you should write a nice email <laughs> to, to Lusting and L- Lusting and say, hey, look, here's a good movie. I think you should you should get on to. So. Then after the mass, she realized, she's like, Dad, it's you. And he's like, yes, it is me. I didn't know it was going to be you, and I'd forgotten, and how's your mother, and I needed <laughs> to get out of there because, and I came here, and it was, did he say it was a mistake, too? And he says, we're two peas in a pod. You two want it different. You're like me. You, you didn't want to stay with the status quo. You came out. This is the reality now. Yeah. I found these people. I'm trying to make a new civilization out here. I've given them religion. I'm having them, they have some sort of class system now where they're, they're, they're trying to do things. They have this mind. So all this is going on. We're having this this discussion of philosophy and what's happening. We cut back to Campbell. Campbell's down there he's working. working. He's working hard. And we and we've <laughs> we've we've realized also there's a subplot of this which is real freaky. There's the water that's down there. The, they have these slugs, which is very Night of the Creeps, where yeah, there's yeah. these slugs down in the, the in in this water, and if they touch you, they'll start eating you and they'll get inside of you. And uh, they look like. They move like piranhas, but they're kind of self-aware where, the, where you can smack them off and they'll, they'll fly off and they'll go back into the water. And if you get enough of them, we learn later on, if you get enough of them on you, what they'll do is they'll, uh, what is it? The, the males will attack you. They'll go into your body. They'll lodge on the, 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 the nerve system to calm you down. 
the female goes up, goes into the brace of your brain. She lay, lays eggs onto your brain because they can open up and they'll use that, I guess. Yeah, as, they, like eat your brain. Yeah, it's nutrition until they pop out. And then at the same time, the males are calming you down and leaving you like in a state of euphoria so it doesn't really bother well, you. Well, very freaky. Yeah, it's un, it's like that's a, the explanation, but then like the payoff of that like ultimately doesn't make any sense. Ultimately, what we're getting at is that eventually Campbell tries to well, he, uprise. Yeah, he he <laughs> he he finds the food processor, finds a blade, he gets ready to go. He, he wants to save Judy and he wants to get out of there. Yeah, basically. He, he got a piece show. of Judy and he's but like, But it doesn't know. but it doesn't uh it doesn't end up working out. So what they do is they stick him in a cage on that's like very circa deer hunter. <laughs> very deer hunter, they like stick the top it. of it's hanging out of the water. He's kind of in the water up to his like neck, kind of, up to his shoulders. And then all these things fucking attack him and, and, and then he gets like comatose because they've all like latched on. Well he's screaming for a good scene and a half. And then finally the, you see the very disgusting. You see the thing like in his skin go up to his the base of his skull into his brain and then he stops. Then, and then Angus explains what we just said to yeah. his daughter. Blah, 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 blah. But He's dead already. <laughs> but I'm getting and we're like, like, poor freaking Bruce. But like once like she gets, you know, a lot of stuff happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we'll get back to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll backpedal a little bit to get to some of the important, important plot points. But ultimately, eventually when the climax starts to happen and she pulls Campbell out of the water, there's like ones on the outside of him and, like, she brushes those off. They, they look almost like leeches. Yeah. And then he starts to, like, come too. So that's my question. Like, I th- I'm not positive, but I feel I like... I don't even know if she... A couple she brushes off, but I feel like... she takes, like, a piece of... Yeah, I feel like there's a, a she metal takes a and knife. She just kind of scrapes And she off. starts... I thought she was slicing him open a little bit, too. Oh, and getting really? Him, you know, see, that, see, the quality was so bad. <laughs> so I thought she was just, like, you know, a la, like... Yeah, like like a leech. You're, you're just <laughs> you just know, it like off. Rambo, <laughs> Rambo first blood part two. <laughs> like yeah, you know, he take the knife and just kind of peeling them off. She just I thought she was just kind of peeling them off. So I, then I started to think, okay, maybe the males stay on the outside and the females in, and kind of, you know, get him comatose, and then the female goes inside to. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really matter what. What is? The yeah, well, she can't get <laughs> the thing the, out of his. Uh, and, and Angus tells his daughter, like, this is. He's already, you know, it's already a foregone conclusion that he's dead. And it's like, oh, no, poor Bruce, because the movie isn't over yet, and Bruce has already got, like, a death sentence. And then Angus is like, well, listen, little lady. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, you're fertile. I'm fertile. <laughs> Even though my, my, you're my daughter, that's out of the window. I want some taboo love, and we're going to start a uh, next generation. Yeah. Well, he's like, screw, like, conventional. <laughs> he's like, we need to repopulate this place, yeah. and we're the only two that can do it. And you're going to be my queen. You can rule by my side. And she's like, no, Dad. And he's like, yes, you know, we need to do it. Don't you care about anything? So then it turns into, like, he wants to, like, you know, he wants put his men in the water with her. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then this starts the, the, the uh, act three of, of the climax where she starts running around. She... Uh, she gets Bruce out of there, out of the out of the thing. He's somewhat coherent now after she scrapes everything off. Um, she she kills uh, Cornella, the other girl, yeah. Cornelia. Uh, she kills him, her in, in the in the area she was first brought to. Uh, she starts she she turns on the bullhorn, which is like the the air raid warning that it gets everybody scrambling. They all run up to the to the mass area. They think there's another mass, and. Uh, dad's like to her, like, well, if you're not going to, Angus is like, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to sacrifice you now. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he goes to try to sacrifice her. Bruce comes to the rescue, uh, yeah. I guess, again. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 
right? Because Bruce comes back this time, so they, she doesn't let Bruce out. I don't. Maybe Bruce is undercover at this point. I forget. She lets Bruce out, but I think he's like he's not right yet. So I think she ends up getting captured and like leaving him. Oh yes, and he's like just on the ground. You know, we're like, you know, will he? Yeah, and then he at the end of the day he comes. <laughs> will Will Bruce will Stover? <laughs> will Stover get him? You know. So then she she falls. He throws. Her, he tries to take her eye out. Doesn't work. She throws him down the slide. She gets caught. And, uh, you know, she's, like, inches from the blade yeah, going Yeah, well, but, like, on the sides. Which oh, she's, which, like, serrated. Yeah, which we didn't notice when, when Clyde or whatever her name Claude, is. Claude, Claude. Claude gets down. <laughs> you try to hold on to stop yourself, there's yeah, serrated there's edges. Yeah, like, there's, like, uh, saw blades. Yeah. You know, like, facing upward. So if you try to stop yourself, your fingers... With your gra- with the gravity of you being pulled down the slide, end up like slicing your finger. There's your a hands lot of up. listen. There's a lot of little slices in this movie because <laughs> when Campbell finds the food processor, he's trying to get the uh, the knife out. He slices. He's ow ah ah, <laughs> and then the the people come like rrr, rrr, and he's like he gives him the food processor and he has the blade. He slices his fingers all open, but there's like you know no one's worried about any antiseptics or, or, <laughs> well, or any kind of infection know. down there. When so when you're from a place called the Death Zone, <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you're worried about. So. Uh, he saves her. He has a fight with Angus. He throws Angus down. Angus, of course, gets uh, he he goes head first, and he's like all happy. Yeah, it's, yeah. And he get he gets uh, he goes through the juicer. He gets juiced up. They all they all drink, and then Campbell all of a sudden uh, gets her out, and he goes nuts as a as a yeah. Well, he like a he, shit house. he picks up the mask. Yeah, he's like now I'm. And he puts and it on At first her. you think he's like, okay, he's taking control. Yeah, he's like, this then is he my goes boomstick. O- then he goes over and he puts it on her like, this is our, our new queen. And he's gone nuts, we assume, because the then, shit's in his brain. But yeah, we realize that now like he's, he's gone from the slug. From the so slug it, must, the it must bring, <laughs> yeah, it must bring madness until, um, you know, until it finally kills, it kills uh, the, the host that it's in. Yeah. And she's like, no, and then he, he, he takes the blood everyone starts drinking the blood and she's like no 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 you know i you know i so it's interesting the symbolism that she, at the, up at this point she's theoretically killed both her parents so it's very edible you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. and then the, and then the, you know it's reverse where i guess in oedipus it's like you kill the father fuck the mother this is she killed the mother and now since she's the daughter she's trying to have sex with the father trying to have sex with her so it's yeah, yeah. very edible you know and then She's able to bust out of there, and she gets to the to the top world, and she's running away. Campbell fall, goes after, and Campbell's all at this point like starting to show signs that he's fucked up from these things. He's like, come back, and he's he falls, and then um, uh, it it, it like it's very like Night of the Creeps match like Return of the Living Dead this sequence where it's like you know remember the boyfriend in Return of the Living Dead? It's like I just want your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so he's running after her, and then at the at the very end, it stops and. She wakes up and she's back in the server. And she's, she's in the server, yeah. And she, she's talking to the uh, to the host processor or whatever. Yeah, to the yeah the system operator, the SysPro or SysOp. The sys yeah the <laughs> SysOp, the system operator, and, and he and she's like, oh, it was a dream the whole time. And then it's interesting because my wife turned to me and she's like, if it was a dream the whole time, and and we revealed that it's Angus, there's yeah, yeah. a system operator, you know, and she's like, why the hell did Angus put her through? Trying to have sex with her, you know? Why did he? Why did he add that to just really lay it into her? How bad it's gonna be? Yeah, you know? it was. It's like, it, it at its core, it's a like the grass isn't always greener. Like, be content. Yeah, with, with like you however have. shitty you feel your life is. It's a really like messed it, up version. It, of it's a wonderful life. It, it can always <laughs> be shittier. Yeah, exactly. You need to remember that. And then it's interesting where he's, you know, Daddy, that's you, and he's like, yes, I, you know, I got out of it, and I'm the system uh, operator. And then he's like, I'm looking for a replacement now. And yeah. she's like, and she's, she's like, 
of course I want to stay here. This is the right way. This is yeah. how we're going to do it. They switch roles. Then he disappears, which is interesting because what happened yeah, to him? Yeah, I was wanted to see what your take of the ending is. I don't, I, I don't so know. So this is spoil alert. We're going to go into an ending because the, I think the ending isn't exactly clear, but I think I understand it. Well, it's interesting because he hugs her. He's sitting down on the machine yeah, and he yeah. hugs her and there's a silhouette of almost very like an uh, angelic you know like with with the machine behind him and, and how it's lit because it's very like neon white in darkness it looks very much like like almost like mary holding you know jesus on the cross or very it's very yeah. angelic just how it's lit and highlighted around them so i got a lot of religious connotations there and then he walks off and he disappears. So I don't know if that means he's plugging back in or he's yeah, getting out so of he it. He disappears. And then she, she puts takes her place. She sits down, the puts the mask. Op- the new system operator. Yeah. Which is very like the Tron. <laughs> you know, just like in that concept of like. Staying into this, staying in the system. Yeah, there's characters like that character in Tron who's played like by the grandfather from Blossom. Who just like is part of the machine and just kind of sits there. It's very kind of that. But then, so we have that ending. And then there's another ending. What's the other ending? Maybe the VHS is different than <laughs> than the DVD because in the VHS, yeah, she sits down, she takes her place, but then it cuts back to the room. She wakes up. Oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. You're right. She wakes up, and she, she comes out. She's in her chair, you know, plugged into Infinicent. Yeah, because it shows the wall. Because she got at the beginning of the movie, she got so frustrated, she threw the 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 cup of green sludge her mom gave her against the wall. You see the cup fall on the floor. Yeah. She wakes up and she realizes that all of it could have been a dream because when she when she said, Mom, I'm going to go wake you up, and she jumped in her mom's dream, which caused all this uproar, and the system manager like, what the hell are you doing going to other people's dreams? That all could have been a dream. So she yeah. wakes up well, and she... she looks over and her mom's still alive. Fine. Plugged yeah. in. But then there's the big end, the big reveal at the end. She gets up, she walks, I guess, to the bathroom. Oh, yes. And then you zoom up on what she... What, which they dropped earlier in the movie in the, when they were there that dropped on the floor yeah and it's it's her father and it's like a uh, it's like a monument but it's like it's no, like I think urn. it's an urn yeah, yeah I think he's got cream in it but so the whole thing was a <laughs> yeah but I don't know but that doesn't mean you know it could theoretically mean that you know they thought the father disappeared and died and they gave him an urn or whatever this is symbolic you know if someone goes to war and you don't have the body they still have a monument to, to the person yeah, yeah. so for all we know maybe the father's remains aren't necessarily in there yeah, well, I kind of take it. I mean, my original thought, I think, when I originally watched it, was like, okay, it was the 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 you know death zone, the out world was that was a dream, and then she comes the system operator, or whatever. But then this time, as I watched it, and there's that reveal of like the urn, it became more to me that like even the system operator part with her father was a dream. Like it was like this whole thing was about some weird, like hallucination, fantasy dream nightmare that was all fueled by like her missing of her father. And trying to like figure out what happened to him, what's going on and why. And, and, and so and like, her frustrations of being unhappy with her world of what's yeah, going yeah. on. So that like even her because, Becoming the system operator was even that part of seeing her father as the system operator was like this long, like this dream of wanting him to be alive. And it's interesting, too, because you take like the themes of the Matrix, which comes out, what, like six or seven years later, where, you know, it's it's to break out of the dream. Don't do the status quo. Do your own thing (laughs) where this is actually at the beginning. We try to do that circa like it's a wonderful life. And then all the things get proven wrong. The world is so fucked up. She comes back and she's like, no. 
I'm going to be part of the, the norm. I'm going to be part of the, the group, the establishment. I'm not going to buck the system. And I'm actually content with what I have because at the end of it, she, you, like you said, she wakes up. She, she, she starts to clean up whatever the mess she made with the sludge. And then she goes, I guess, towards the bathroom. And then we zoom in like we're going into the urn. And it leads us to believe that she's, perf she's going to stay perfectly, perfectly content in this little, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, what did you say? The, the ensign's room from Next Generation. <laughs> yeah. you know? It seems like it's like a room from the Enterprise. So that's something. why I think this, the, the redeeming quality for me in this movie, this is why I thought it, it didn't turn out to be a shitty, low-budget shitty sci-fi movie where yeah. it certainly was low budget let's 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 put all yeah, our this made pieces for like under a million bucks yeah so. I, I would th i thought under like a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean <laughs> i mean there was, there was i mean there was a budget like a lot of the the, the exteriors of them around you know it looked like they were near an ocean I and mean, they just weren't near an ocean. campbell and angus Scrim was probably to check up the map <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, yeah a good, a good a part good of the budget good some of that budget. um and, and and then uh well then it's interesting too at the very beginning which I should have uh, uh, noted before we realized Campbell like he has a sword on his back too so you have a lot of elements of of like you know Thumbdar the barbarian a lot yeah, of post-apocalyptic yeah. things but his weapon of choice is the crossbow the crossbow exactly <laughs> um so it's interesting that you you it was such a good idea it's, it's, it was such an interesting story where I didn't think it was a complete ripoff like Asylum does it yeah, was just yeah. taking bits of things and then doing your own original idea with your own but it's 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 got a, weir a lot of symbolism in there that's really weird that like it's it's like conformity isn't necessarily that bad <laughs> you know uh yeah, yeah i mean that, that's what <laughs> you know it's 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 actually it's it's you can we can probably build this cast it's, it's the carbon opposite of the matrix yeah, yeah where the matrix is you know so popular with bucking the trend and doing your own thing and unplugging from the system yeah, yeah. where this is reinforcing that may not necessarily be the best thing you can do you well it really is like the equivalent of like you know at the end of Star Wars, yeah, like a new hope. Like, instead of it being like the you know, instead of it being <laughs> like the the them being given medals by Princess Light, it's like he wakes up and he's like, Oh man, like you know, my farm life is great, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't bitch too much about being on um uh, Tatooine or whatever with the two moons, like, this is whew. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Aunt Baru. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're you know. they're still alive. Phew. Yeah. What a crazy dream! <laughs> well, you know, so it's like everything's all right, and it's it's like you know, but I I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was good, and that's why I say I I hate to keep like being so such a proponent of these movies we're picking, but a lot of these aren't necessarily that bad if you can get past them being like this one hard to get and. Certainly quality was a factor, but it wasn't the movie's fault. It's just because... Yeah, well, you know, I think... Look, I I think... I'd be really surprised if we... If we really... If we give movies, like, really bad kind of reviews. Yeah. Because, one, it's like we're picking movies that we... One of us, at least, if not both of us, like, want to do for this. Um, so, obviously, I think... Most of them, most of them are going to be movies that we've seen before. Whether they're, you know, we'll end up doing movies that both of us like really love. But there's going to be a lot of movies that are like, hey, I remember watching this, yeah, in 1992 or whenever, and like, you know, we should think about doing it. Um, so I mean, it's like, I don't think we're going to really want to waste too much time wasting movies uh, watching a movie that we think we're going to fucking hate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to like the criteria of like what makes it good for 
for this show is not what makes a movie like good in a conventional sense. You know, like this is definitely like a movie that would have been fucking perfect. Like you said, it could have been like on USA up all night or something. I mean, this is a movie that like I didn't watch it at, at like a sleepover when I was in like middle school or whatever. Uh, but it's certainly up. But there, it like, definitely could have been. You know, like you're writing like Die Hard, The Dirty Dozen, <laughs> Commando, and you're like, oh, we'll get this movie. We'll get you Mighty know, you Warp. You see it. You know, that was the beauty. And we have a whole sidecast about VHS. Yeah. And like video stores, but that was like the beauty of the video store was being able to walk the aisles and like look at sections at and a see cover and like totally judge a book by its cover. Yeah. What do you want to do tonight? <laughs> I want to watch action. Let's go to the action section. I want to do sci-fi. I want to do adventure. I want to do whatever. And horror. You know. Even though it's not a movie that, like, I viewed in 1992, I did probably didn't watch it until, like, 99, 2000 for the first time. When I watch it, there's a, its production values, it's the way it looks, like, the, the stock, you know. Everything about it is nostalgic to me, yeah. even though it's not a movie that is from, like, my childhood. And like I said, I think if, if we had a be- better quality presentation of the, f- the actual film... I think it would have been a little more, we would have saw a little more of the nuances where the money was spent, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. With a lot of the production design and the sets and stuff. I think, you know, especially in the darkness, it would have been a little harder to, it would have been easier to see. So what, out of, how many joke callers are you going to yeah, get? Yeah, how many, <laughs> <laughs> I always forget, what is our scale? It's either five, five or ten. <laughs> so we have to pick. If you're going to do five jolts, how many is it? If we're going to do five jolts, I would give this... I'd give this three. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I would give it three out of five sleepover stars, or I think maybe five or six out of ten sleepover stars. Let's, like, we'll do five. Let's okay. make it, on this episode, <laughs> okay. we, are, we are laying down a, a rule from five. now on. Five it's joke always be on sleepover a, stars out of five. It's going to be on a scale of five. Yeah, I think three out of five is, is, is definitely, you know, 3.5, three, three and yeah, a half. I yeah, think th- I think three is solid because, yeah. I mean... The acting is, is is great. You, know? <laughs> you got Campbell. I mean, right there, you get like an automatic two. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's already. It's like the SATs. You get points for having your name on it. <laughs> on the scale of sleepover movies, there's Campbell uh, appearance by Bruce Campbell. Automatic gives you at least at least a two. Mega Joe Cole. And not only that, you have a rare appearance by Scrim, which is I, I don't see. Him. I've never. Do you, can you think of another thing out of the Phantasms he's done? I know there's probably one other out there. Yeah, I know I've seen you know, But I, I, for me, I feel like he thing. just goes back to his managing a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> when, he's not, when he's not playing the tall man. <laughs> Boy. You know, he, he's out there in his slow-moving Cadillac you know, at the grocery store. Make sure you stock those shelves, boy. Um, but one of the reasons it, I, it is unfortunate that this movie is so hard for people to, to, to get. Well, so, I don't think, hopefully in years to come it won't be. And I think... Um, this is. I think it's hard to do a cast and then realize it's, it may be unavailable for people if we pique people's yeah, interest because yeah. we're going way down the alley with this one. Yeah, we are going way down the alley. <laughs> you know, this is you know. So I mean, check YouTube out. Check any other places. Check eBay. You know, and and I, I would say I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years you don't I see. I offer. I offer. Yeah, it's probably a good place to find something like this. I, I bet you in a couple of years, or even like four, maybe even overseas, you get a region two or a regionless copy of it. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if you see at least a, a remaster of it. I'm not talking about yeah, like yeah. director's commentaries and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. you know. But maybe since Fangor is attached in, uh, would you say KLM? Oh, K and B. K and B. ILM. ILM. Skywalker Ranch. Um, since since. Uh, 
they're involved. Maybe you in Campbell, you might get some sort of some maybe a, like you know the trailer or something. But at least at the very least, you know, seeing maybe we'll get like a, a, a remaster so you can yeah, see yeah. this bad boy as it looked. And if you were to see it in Circuit '92, and a slight little slight bit of trivia. Yeah, and and. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> which is totally <laughs> typical of us. We're throwing out facts that, we're, that aren't fact-checked. Uh, I believe Bruce Campbell met his wife on this movie. Really? Yeah. If you read his book, If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor, I believe there's a chapter where he talks about this book, and I believe that his uh, wife worked in the wardrobe department. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me it was the lead, the no, lead actress. No. She was interesting because she, she had some sort of... Um, Accent, which I couldn't pin down. Wally is the name of the movie that Wally, at the beginning, yeah. I couldn't remember. Disney's Wally, which is a great movie. I love the Pixar movies, but that's the movie where I was saying people were laying around and yeah. uh, our intern just finally got it to us. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought, because she had a weird accent. In the first scenes when she's in the room with the mother, she's like, you don't know nothing. You know, <laughs> but then the <laughs> accent went away. And I was like, what's going on? And then there was no accent. I thought she it was wears weird. like a leather bomber jacket. Yeah, she, like had, she had like a, a, a MacGyver uh, <laughs> leather bomber jacket when she gets out and she's walking around. So they left her with some clothes. So I recommend, see if you can uh, seek track it out. Track it down. It track is, it down it and is, check it out. If you are a fan of Bruce Campbell. But even if you're a fan of the genre, if you like The Matrix, if you now, like sci-fi. That's, that's, yes, that. But I'm saying if you're a fan of Bruce Campbell, oh, you, you have not seen this course. movie. Then this shame is, on you. You need to track this thing down. <laughs> yeah, shame on you. If you're a fan of sci science fiction. Philip K. Dick you know, or any kind Mad of. Mad Max, you know. Post-apocalyptic. Post stuff, you know, ma the Matrix-y stuff, the Total Recall aspect. This is a, f it's a fun movie and you should really try to find it. Yeah, it, it's w definitely worthwhile and, and it doesn't sound like you'll, you'll spend that much money trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, have a sleepover. Yeah, have a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, invite some of your friends over. You know, we're not endorsing alcoholic <laughs> beverages, but they could always help. They're not going to hurt. And uh, you can always find us. At uh, sa uh, this is Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, and we're at SaturdaySleepovers.podwits.com, uh, and you can always find both of us as well at Podwits.com on the Sidecast. Um, true, true. I do another one called Wahoo, the uh, Nick Fury in the and the Halloween Commandos podcast, which is found at FuryCast.podwits.com, where me and Brian Zeno uh, go through the uh, Nick Fury episodes, uh, his comic book, and we go issue by issue to see his origins and. Uh, Jay, you you uh, you have a new blues album out as well. Yeah, you can check out all the information and find, figure out where to download it and stuff at jblakeblues.com. Jblakeblues.com. Yes, mm -hmm. and uh, you can find both of us at podwits.com. Again, we're here at uh, Saturday Sleepovers.podwits.com, and we're on iTunes now. So so go uh, Google or type in Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, and please tell a friend about us. And we're always free. So don't have to worry about paying for anything. And, uh, you know, hope you're enjoying this. And come back soon and tell a friend. Send us comments. We're taking uh, any kind of uh, uh, considerations of what to watch next. Yeah, we're totally, you know, <laughs> totally take a look at some requests. Or if you agree, you disagree, you think our things are too long, too short, you know, we're talking too much, we're making asses of ourselves, let us know. <laughs> and we'll change nothing. So <laughs> we love you very much. Thank you for, for, uh, for, for, for uh, coming down and giving us a twirl on the record player and uh, we'll see you soon. Later. Later.